I'm Sadie. I'm American and I'm living in Japan. Konnichiwa. I'm Akane. I'm Japanese and I'm living in US. And this is the Foreign Exchange Program. In this show, we invite you to listen in on our insightful discussions about language, culture, society, and personal experiences living and thriving in a foreign country. Today, we are doing part two of our Reverse Culture Shock series. This time, Akane is going to share what she experienced when she visited Japan. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, let's go. Okay, so if you haven't listened to the previous one, I recommend you listen to the first, and then you can see more the difference what I will say. Mm-hmm. So I also want to start from the airport. <laughs> Same. <Okay. laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> I think at the time, like uh, during the whole trip, the moment was the most difference. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So first, I was kind of happy or a little, maybe happy. Every signs are written in Japanese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> of course, I understand English and most time I can understand signs in English. But, you know, when I read English, may- maybe I need one more step or process. Mm-hmm. But if it's in Japanese, you know, like automatically I can understand. So like right. there are no like a no time difference, but I can feel more direct. Yeah, it's an instant process. It's not something that you have to look at and then think about and recognize and then okay, now I get it. It's just right away. You're like, okay, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I know exactly how you feel. And then uh okay, I want to go to a uh, bathroom. Mm-hmm. And then I saw <laughs> Japanese style toilet. Yep. I don't know, maybe some listeners, they're not familiar with Japanese style toilet, which is, it's kind of on the floor and then you don't sit down. Oh, the squat toilets, you mean? Uh, squat toilet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, squat toilet. I was, I feel like, wow. It's so nostalgic. <laughs> About <laughs> a toilet. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because this past three or four years, while I couldn't go back to Japan, I didn't think about it at all. Of course. Yeah. Of course, I talked to my family, friends. I watch Japanese TV show, YouTube, mass media, social media. But, you know, I never thought about squat toilet. Why would you though, to be honest? Like, <laughs> I hope you're not thinking about them that often. <laughs> so when I saw the toilet, I feel like, oh yeah, Japan yep. has this thing. So like, I don't know, just I felt weird. <laughs> sure. I thought you were going to say, oh, I saw the washlet, like the bidet toilets or the, 
The bathroom stalls were nice and closed, like there were no gaps in the doors or things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I would feel happy to see that too. <laughs> but you went for the squat toilet, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I noticed there are a lot of technology. Japanese toilet has a lot of technologies.、Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew it because it's, I mean, of course, I knew the squat toilet, but I didn't surprise it because I expected, but I didn't、yeah. expect a squat toilet. And then it's kind of interesting the, the difference between high tech toilet versus squat toilet. Both exist. I know in the same bathroom, they're both there. It's very, <laughs> it's an interesting like contrast between the two,、yeah. I feel like. Uh-huh. <laughs> But I feel personally that's really described like a Japanese culture. Yes, I agree with that.、100%. Like a lot of like,、uh, new things, high tech things, but at the same time, they keep their tradition. <laughs> yep. Some things they just don't want to let go of,、yeah. <laughs> including squat toilets. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, that was good. And. Also, this is little similar to what Sadie said、uh, about fashion. Uh huh. <laughs> especially, I,、uh, I visited Tokyo, so I felt people so fashionable.、Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I feel everyone c o m e from like a magazine or model. Yeah, everyone's dressed up all the time. It's、yeah. not people wearing just casual clothes. It's really not as common in bigger cities, especially.、Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very、um, surprising, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, like, of course, you know, to go to Japan, I prepared. Kind of nice outfit.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I tried. I tried my best. Oh, you didn't want to look sloppy? What? <laughs> Why not? I just didn't want to like、uh, noticeable <laughs> in, the, in the town, as is the Japanese way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, still people are very dressed up. Looks like. Everyone g o to somewhere like an occasion.、Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe next day I need to go to a、uh, bank. So it's like I just want to run an errand.、Mm-hmm. So I thought it's fine, just you know, yoga pants, <laughs> <laughs> jacket, because、uh-huh. it's not actually go out, you know.、Right. Even I don't have to take train at the time. And then I was getting ready, and then I'm about to ready. And then I, my sister was there, and then I actually go outside with the outfit. <laughs> But just going to bank, I don't, you know, meet my friend or even I don't eat out. Yeah. Said, But still, it's like, <laughs> it's like pajama or something.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I kind of had that kind of sense before. I、mm. didn't want to, even I never go out with my flip flop before in,、yeah. in Japan, in Tokyo. 
but I mean, it it was winter, so I didn't. I cannot wear flip flop for sure, but mm. still, I feel like I like changed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's just different standards, right? There are different standards, and I would say if you're more in the countryside too, things might be more relaxed.、Mm-hmm. Um, but especially in the bigger cities, you see this a lot. Just being、mm. dressed up all the time, it feels like.、Um, yeah, I don't know what. What are some of the outfits and stuff? How would you describe some of like the way people are dressed? What kind of clothes do they wear that you noticed? Ah,、uh, I think people wear more. It's not. It's hard to see their body shape.、Mm-hmm. It's how can I say like a bigger, not bigger. Like baggier clothes. Yeah, baggier. Yeah, baggier clothes. But it can be like current trend.、Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. But yeah, and also they have a lot of like a scarf or like a cute like accessory with their head. Yes. Yes. The accessories definitely, I feel like, are something that's so popular here. Cool hair clips, like interesting earrings or jewelry.、Mm-hmm. It's really common to see that kind of stuff. Whereas I would usually only wear that for a very special occasion. It's、mm-hmm. kind of a daily thing. Yeah, it's very common. Even like handbag is very <sighs> characteristic.、Mm. Or High-end brand, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's、sure. not how can I, it's not just like a tote bag, like a just bag. Or, nobody has like a backpack for sure. <laughs> well, I, maybe that depends on where you are. I do see a lot of backpacks. I do see a lot of canvas bags. But I will just say, in general, this is something that I could have said last week, but I didn't. I feel like people. Carry more things here. Yeah, that's true.、Right? Yeah, everybody has bags. <laughs> like it doesn't matter where you're going, how old you are. Everybody has some sort of not a purse, like a bag. Yeah, shopping bag, whatever, eco bag. I don't know, but everybody has bags. Usually several at the same、yeah. time. Yeah. Why do they carry so many things? Two canvas bag, or I don't know. Why? <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I I notice it too. Yeah,、like、maybe here in America, people have cars usually, so they can keep a bunch of stuff in there.、Yeah. I know, but... but I think I bring like even I don't know. Just when I go somewhere here, I just bring my wallet, keys. My phone. That's all. Yeah. Even it's not in a one bag. <laughs> just I put it separately and then put it in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>、uh, that's true. I have two reasons.、Mm. One is we need handkerchief、mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. In U.S., when you use bathroom, like anywhere, like a shopping mall or restaurant. 
usually there is a hand like a paper towel or mm-hmm. dry air dryer. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to bring handkerchief. But in Japan, I think they didn't have paper towel much because of the environment perspective. And then after COVID, they also stopped using air dryer because of the hygiene perspective. So I feel I have to carry handkerchief to dry my hair, dry my hand after after I use bathroom. So of course everyone don't bring like bunch of handkerchief. <laughs> but still maybe they it's kind of nice to have a bag to put the handkerchief. Sure. And yeah, that could be one reason. I think yeah. that's fair. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, especially like you said, since the pandemic, I've seen it a few times, but still for most places, we're not using the air dryers. Um, and if there are paper towels, it's really random. Like you can't predict where you will be able to use that kind of stuff. So it's just safer to bring a handkerchief and not have to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you don't want to, you don't want like a soggy cloth in your pocket really because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it makes your clothes wet and it's just uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. if you can just throw it in a bag, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's easier maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other reason is uh, any store, they charge a plastic bag or paper bag. Yeah, I think in U.S. they also charge at the grocery store or drugstore, but usually not at the like a clothes shop, like a mm. boutique or bookstores or like Home Depot, that kind of place. Mm-hmm. But in Japan, I feel everywhere, at least the area I stayed, they always ask me if I need bags. Yeah, I'd say most of the time it's like what you said. Sometimes if you buy food, like prepared food, um, they'll give you a bag without you having to pay for it. But for the most part nowadays, you do have to pay for, whether it's paper or plastic, you have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Um, So most people just bring their own bags to avoid the extra cost, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe that's the reasons why, I guess. But yeah, definitely the style is very different from mm-hmm. here in Japan. Yeah. And another thing I realize is uh, related to high technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced no person cashier. Ah, uh, the like a self-checkout? Yeah, self-checkout. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked because when I lived in Japan, I never experienced it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even like Uniqlo, I'm so surprised put in the... Oh, I love those. I love those. <laughs> like, a, how is it? Like a, not bottle, like a box? Yeah, and you then... put a basket in a box basket. thing. Yeah with your clothes and stuff in it and then it like somehow can calculate what's in your basket automatically yeah 
scanning or anything. It just like knows somehow what you have. And then you just use a tablet to pay for it. It's really, really convenient. I love mm-hmm. it. It's very uh, different and I never seen it. There is a self-checkout in US, but usually we have to scan yeah. by ourselves. So, but that's usually only in grocery store or drug store. It's not like boutique. So I feel like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> Have you seen the um at the airport, like the self-baggage check machines? Yeah, like there is a cover. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I did I saw it like before. Okay, so that one's not new. That one was one to me when I first saw that. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You can do this by yourself? Oh, my God. This is so cool. I like it, too. It's really convenient. Uh (laughs) And also related to high technology, I'm surprised there are so many ways to order food at the restaurant or izakaya. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, depends on places, but some place there is a touch panel, which is like iPad. And then we can see the menu, touch, and then order it. Or sometimes we scan QR code and then we can order from our phone. Yeah. I never seen that. Yeah, I think that one came about again, kind of during the pandemic. They wanted to remove physical menus um, because people touched it a lot. So they decided to start doing QR code menus and ordering systems and ordering systems. Um, But yeah, I would say for me that I see a lot more tablets now, especially Mm. than before at the tables, just the small ones with the with the menu on it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know, it depends on the place sometimes. I still see regular menus and you can just push a button or call somebody over to order Mm -hmm. your food. But mm, definitely more options now. Yeah, there are more options. It depends on restaurants. So I feel like, oh, I have to figure out how to order first before we decide what we eat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so that is uh, very different Mm. related to high technology. Mm-hmm. And regarding discipline, I found two things. One is um, at the platform of train station. Oh, yeah. So usually they showed us uh, where the train will stop and where mm-hmm. is the door. So we can see from the, like, there is a tape on the floor. Yeah, and then usually, like there is a tape, you should make a line here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I didn't, I kind of totally forgot about the thing, so I was just <laughs> standing wherever I want. Oh no! <laughs> and then people are started to making line, like a, uh, I, f- and then I realized, oh, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was kind of interesting because I remember when I was in college in Japan and I had a friend who is an international student. Mm. 
And then at the time, I suggest her we should make a rhyme here because、yeah. of that's the culture or that's the rule. And then she kind of felt weird or funny, like, oh, that's so Japanese style.、Mm. At that time, it was hard for me to get how she felt.、Mm-hmm. I understand, oh, it's different culture, but it's nothing. This is just make a rhyme, I felt. But、yeah. now I understand how she felt at the time. <laughs> Because、so、have, I, you, have you ridden a train in the US? Yeah. You have, okay. But it was a long distance train.、Mm. Yeah. Just I felt, I kind of forgot the making line and the, all the rules there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very specific. Like, at least on the subway, when I take the subway, you, there's two lines on either side of the door opening, basically. <laughs> like, When, when the door opens, the two lines go out to the sides, and then the people from the train go through the middle that are getting <laughs> off, and then the people who were waiting get on the train. It's a whole process. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like a dance or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we move here, and then they come here, and then we go here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that is really interesting. Like, it, everyone knows. Like, yeah. Without taking any orientation, <laughs> <laughs> it's just something you observe enough times and then you can just copy it, is what I did. Like, oh, people are doing this, I should probably just do it too, and then、mm-hmm. that's it. But yeah, it's funny, it's funny how it's so like choreographed, it's got set moves. I think、mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. this is very cultural thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also at the platform, you will notice they tend to apologize a lot. For example, <laughs> just, oh, I'm sorry, the train will late two minutes.、Yep. <laughs> Not 20 minutes. Yeah. Not two hours. Smallest amount of time, there will be an announcement and you will know it's delayed by one minute, but please wait, it'll be there soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think this is very different from here, and I don't know, it's I think too much. I feel like, oh, you don't have to apologize, you know, just two minutes.、Yeah. If you're late because of that, that's The, the customer's fault. They could leave earlier or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They take the train delays very seriously here. <laughs> very seriously. They don't blame us, they blame themselves first. <laughs> yeah.、Uh-huh. Yeah. So, related to that, the customer service was very impressive.、Mm. Even I feel like I want to tip. Like every, almost every restaurant we experienced. Yeah. But I mean, culturally, we don't have to. I mean, if you really want to, you can do, but you don't have to. So that is very different. What did you notice as far as customer service goes? What made it so impressive to you?、Uh, it's very polite. 
Mm-hmm. I like American style customer service. It's very friendly, but I feel the Japanese customer service is very polite, and I feel like I was treated like a god or like a CEO <laughs> or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, it, it, we talked about this in our customer service episode, but yeah, it's it's much more polite here. <clears throat> I like to have, I love Japanese customer service. I would say about ninety five percent of the time, and then about five percent of the time, I wish it was more casual, like in the U.S. Yeah, just a little bit every once in a while, um, but usually I really enjoy how yeah. things work here. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Sometimes, like, uh, for example, convenience store. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a convenience store. Like, right. a, too much polite way to talk to me. Yeah, it's like, guys, you know this is just a 7-Eleven, right? You can calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <sighs> Yeah, and regarding convenience store, mm. I knew it's convenient, but I feel when I lived in Japan, kind of took as I took it for granted. Sure. So I didn't think it's nothing special, but this time, oh my god, it's so convenient! <laughs> <laughs> I can do everything. Yeah, of literally course. everything. Yeah, buying food, drinks, you know, other like uh, maybe necktie if you forget or some like uh, phone chargers and also I bought uh, tickets. Yep. And even I could get my transcript from Mm -hmm. university. Yeah, they have them special like copy machines or fax machines. You can get copies of your official documents. You can... Uh, send packages you can pay your bills you can do literally everything at the convenience store in japan <laughs> it is yeah. the definition of convenient <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i think it's really progress compared to before like even i've been away like uh three or four years but it's big difference it's very advanced they mm-hmm. never stop to mm-hmm. be convenient. <laughs> nope, they never stop being convenient. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't try, but I heard there is a we can make smoothie recently. I think I told you that, didn't I? <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw other friends. Sorry. I mean, maybe, maybe somebody else did, but I thought I told you that too when we were talking. Ah, uh, then like, maybe you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, they have special machines in some of the, at least the 7-Elevens that I've seen. Some of them have these smoothie machines. You buy a cup, basically, of frozen fruit and then put it in the machine and it mixes your smoothie for you automatically. It's really yeah. nice. I think that's, I really wanted to try. That sounds so nice. It was good. Yeah, when I've tried it, it's been good. Highly recommend it for those of you who have access. It's nice. Yeah. And what else? Um, the things I realize is um, 
about mask. Okay, yeah. So I think technically right now we don't have to wear mask if we have uh, enough social distance and I don't know there are a couple of conditions. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I thought, oh, but why people still wearing masks? Maybe they're scared or they just wanted to wear just in case. But I realized, especially in Tokyo, it's so hard to have a social distance. Yeah. So many people very close. Even I don't want to be close with them, but mm-hmm. there's no way to have a social distance, even yep. outside. Yeah. But, you know, here, if it's not like uh, Manhattan or like a downtown LA, if it's not big city, nobody walks <laughs> <laughs> outside. Right. So the situation is very different. So I felt like, um, you know, we cannot help. It's better to wear masks. That's what I felt. Yeah, it's also winter, so it's cold, and people tend to wear masks more in the winter than in the other seasons. But for sure, it's harder to social distance in the bigger cities. And um, mm-hmm. But I've heard that we're recording this in February. I've heard that in March, supposedly, they're going to change some of the, um, oh, what's the word? Guidelines, mask usage guidelines. Mm. Uh, to say like you really don't have to wear masks <laughs> anymore <laughs> supposedly I could be wrong but I thought I heard something about in March they're gonna be changing things so maybe it'll relax um even in the bigger cities we'll see I'll let you know I'll let <laughs> you know <what> happens. <laughs> yeah so by the time I was in Japan I felt like kind of I like felt peer pressure so one time in the beginning of trip, I forgot to bring my mask. Yeah. And then when I realized it, I was already about to enter the train, but I was running late, so I, I didn't want to miss the train. So I just mm-hmm. got on the train. Yeah. But I felt uncomfortable staying there with a mask. Mm. Just like, no, I don't think somebody say something to me, but I just felt uncomfortable. So I put my scarf on <laughs> in front of my nose oh, and mouth and Akane. pretend I'm wearing mask. <laughs> Akane. <laughs> oh my God. And then oh, as I soon saw. as I arrived at the station, I went to the store and then got the mask. <laughs> Oh my god, that's funny. So, but you traveled with your husband's family, right? Uh They're Americans. So, did they make any comments about mask wearing while they were here? Uh, Not really. At the end, uh, they kind of started to tire to wear masks. Yeah. in the beginning, they're kind of uh, how do you say, comfortable because mm. they be they're very cautious for the COVID. Mm. So I'm worried when we decided to go to Japan together if they feel scared to traveling 
yeah. uh, under this situation. But they said Japan is more strict than US, so they feel comfortable for that. Mm. So they don't have to worry about But, you know, at the end, they're, they kind of stopped wearing masks in US, so they started to feel hard wearing yeah. masks all the time. Yeah. But I think overall, it was fine for them mm. wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's interesting. An interesting way to look at it. I feel like I've seen a lot of people complain about mask wearing. Like, do you really need to wear masks and all that stuff? So it's mm-hmm. nice to hear a different perspective where like mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah maybe was... there's still some benefit. Mm, yeah. Especially, you know, I mean, even they got vaccines they feel more risks than younger mm-hmm. people. So maybe sure. that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, that's true. Yeah. And the last thing I want to touch on is um, English speaker in, I should say, Tokyo. So this time I have a chance to um, explore in Japan with my husband, my husband family or his friends or some mm-hmm. of my friends who speak English mm. and a lot of time when we are making line or be just wherever we saw foreign tourists mm-hmm. and sometimes they're struggling with order food or asking something or the store stuff was tearing something but they don't get it yeah and they really struggle with uh, language, mm. which I didn't expect because it's not countryside. It's the center of the Japan. It's the yeah. capital city. Right. I, I thought, you know, it's cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but still, not every... I, I don't expect everyone speak English, but I thought more people have access for English and then... Um, kind of can communicate with tourists. Yeah, I think we talked about this a little bit before, but I feel like because of, again, because of the pandemic, there were no tourists for a long Mm -hmm. time. So the only people who were in Japan that like spoke English generally, or foreigners in Japan that spoke English were residents, right? Mm. Not travelers. And I would say for a majority of us, we have some level of Japanese capability or we have somebody we know that can help us with Japanese already. Mm -hmm. Um, So basically staff doesn't really need to use English or didn't Mm -hmm. really need to use English for a long time. And then suddenly when they allowed foreign tourists back in, it's like, oh, whoa, (laughs) we have to... um, brush up on our English skills <laughs> so I think we're still uh, I think what was it they allowed tourists in from October or something so mm-hmm. we're still just a few months out from that and I think uh, businesses are adjusting in the adjustment mm-hmm. period right now still um, I don't remember I don't feel like it was that bad before mm-hmm. the pandemic well, and especially because at the time they were gearing up for the Olympics, too. So mm-hmm. there was a big, like, push for more English mm-hmm. everywhere, everything. 
Um, and then suddenly it just stopped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like right now maybe is a little bit harder of a time to get around mm. without much Japanese ability. But probably in the future, within the next year or two, it will start to become easier again once mm. kind of every place has adapted to having tourists back. Mm. Um, but it'll take some time, I think. Yeah, that's a good point. I also felt same way when I went back to Japan, I think 2019, really like before Tokyo Olympics. I yeah. never felt like that. Even I feel like there are more foreign tourists and I feel like they're fine. They can mm-hmm. co- communicate, you know, whatever they want, whatever yeah. they need. But this time I didn't feel like that. So I understand, you know, like as an individual, oh, I haven't used English for a while. So my English getting lusty or my second language getting lusty. That's mm-hmm. something everyone feels. But yeah. This time I feel like a whole community is like that. So yeah, it was very interesting. For sure. Yeah. And even I've noticed like, you know, I, I'm obviously I look like a foreign person. So before the pandemic, it happened with some regularity that even without me asking, sometimes staff would try to use English with me mm. occasionally to try if they thought I was just visiting or something or it would be easier. They would try and use English. But over the past few years, it's become like just Japanese. They don't even try. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying they need to, but just like I've noticed that shift too. They're they're more mm. reluctant, more hesitant to use English mm. and just kind of stick to Japanese unless I really seem like I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, it's just it's changed for sure. Mm. There's been a shift, but again, I think it'll bounce back. I think it'll go back to being more easy um, with time. Mm. Yeah, I see. But maybe it's good those who. Uh, want to try your Japanese or test your Japanese skill this is great time (laughs) yeah totally it's a great time to practice because you probably won't be able to find very many English speakers (laughs) so you know try your best if not there's always Google Translate don't worry yeah that's Um, true (laughs) but yeah thanks so much for sharing it's really interesting to hear your perspective on things because you know, I've lived here for a long time now, so all the st- stuff that you've pointed out has become normal to me, right? I mm-hmm. am beginning to feel like I can't notice things that are kind of unique or stand out in mm-hmm. Japanese culture. So it's fun to get that perspective from you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. All right, then. See you next time. Bye. If you enjoy listening to our show, please consider leaving us a rating or comment on your preferred podcasting platform. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us at foreignexchangeprogrampod at gmail.com. We'd love to get some feedback from you all. You can find us on Instagram as well at foreignexchangeprogrampod, so feel free to follow us on there, send us a message, and get notified when new episodes are released. Thanks for listening.